is WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. And the G-Funk sound of Kenny G's Bebop spells the Upfront program on this Thursday. Christopher J. Boule in studio. Thanks for coming in today, Chris. Oh, good morning, Jeff. It's uh, my pleasure to be here for the second time this week. And I uh, appreciate the extra duties you pull on the Upfront program. Number one, it makes it an enlightening show. And number two, it gives me a big boost of uh, work time. So nobody appreciates <laughs> your appearances more than me, my friend. Uh, and it's been a long time. And I, Every time I look at you, and uh, you know, I'm so proud of what you've achieved in your life. And I think of when we first met here at WNRI, you were just starting out, and you, and you had the infamous mustache. You ever think <laughs> about growing that back? Never. <laughs> never. I, I, I keep the picture around for, for uh, gags. Oh, but, do you? you know, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't go well with me. And I don't think it well, went well back then either. <laughs> uh, I would... Uh, I uh, I shaved my beard once because I had a I had a shaving accident, so I had to do a show. And the only thing important there, Chris, is to be balanced. So I had to go. Dina had a heart attack because she's well. I can say it. She's at work. She's eleven years older. So the last thing she wants me is looking younger. <laughs> and uh, I almost got left. So I'll never. Never shave it again. That's for sure. I I did have a beard for a couple of years yeah. too. Oh, I love in my, it. In my in my late uh, late twenties for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, I get to do this uh, chin rub, and it looks sophisticated <laughs> when you're thinking, you know. Uh, but we want you thinking today. Chris has some topics we'll bring up and talk about. It's an open line conversation. And there's a few ways you can communicate with the program. The easiest way: give us a dial. We want to hear from you. It's a talk show. Seven six nine zero six hundred. It's a great number to get through if you're out the calling area you can call 1-800-949-9674 but remember that does not work if you are in the state of rhode island uh also you can email it is up and running up front at wnri.com roger's away till tuesday he'll return to the studio you know his son joey he's been talking about it, bought him these train tickets for christmas so they flew to san francisco they're going to get on a plane. They're going to uh, ride back. It should be riveting. Roger brought a book. <laughs> and um, But what Roger doesn't know, I heard rumor that Joey is actually secretly filming a sequel to the popular 80s film, Throw Mama from the Train. It's going to be still called Throw Papa from the Train. We'll hear about it when Roger returns. He'll be surprised, won't he? Uh, but, Chris, uh, we already have a phone call. So should we throw a topic on the table or should we go right to the phones and see... Uh, what this person has on their mind. Well, we have plenty of time, and if somebody thought enough of us to call in, then why don't we uh, go wherever they're going to go? I agree, sir. So, you got your cans on? That's uh, industry talk, by the way, for headphones and a little inside baseball. Uh, we'll go to the phone line and say, good morning. Welcome to the Upfront program. You're already Christopher J. Boulay. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you this morning, Chris? Pretty, pretty good on a scale of 1 to 10, probably about an 11. Wow. All right. Chris, I just want to uh, uh, mention some things. Uh, just uh, recently, the uh, government uh, tagged uh, 6% uh, uh, inflation on uh, October. I don't know what November is going to be, but I imagine it's going to be probably the same thing. Uh, does that mean, Chris... That if I have a hundred thousand dollars in my bank, I just lost uh, six thousand dollars in one month. No, not not in one month. When they give those numbers, they're, they're annualized. So what they're saying is that would be the rate of inflation. Said another more simple way, if inflation was running at twelve percent per annum you would assume, you know, it's not exactly the case, it'll never be the case, but it'd be 1% per month. So, in your example, if you had $100,000 in the bank, inflation was running at 1% per month, and you were earning nothing, which most people don't earn much in the bank right now, your your buying power would drop to 99000 So, for the last eight or nine years, the growth of the money supply has been about 11%, and the last year it's been about 14%, so hence a lot of the inflation. How about the Federal Reserve, Chris? Are they going to raise interest rates in the... Uh the next week or two, do you think? No, they won't raise interest rates the next week or two. 
Jerome Powell announced, and this is one of the things we can talk about, and I had this on my agenda, so let's just kind of go that direction, is that he, the, the economy, as you know, most listeners know, is really overmanaged. So what the Federal Reserve really has an $8 trillion balance sheet right now, they're actually going to the open market, the government's printing money, and they're also buying their own money. So they're taking about $30 billion per month off of the market for bonds. That has the effect of lowering interest rates, but it increases the money supply. As I mentioned, the money supply has been increasing on an average of 11% per year. This year is 14% and probably be higher in the next year. So they what they those bond buying, they're going to start to what they call taper. They're going to start reducing the amount of bonds that they are buying, ultimately to stop buying bonds. And what happened is what shook up the market in the last week or so, assuming also with the va uh, variant, is that the Fed announced that they're going to expedite the tapering and the market wasn't ready for that. When tapering is done, interest rates will probably go up. So the sooner tapering is done, the sooner interest rates will go up. But most economists don't see interest rates going up for another six, seven months at least. The uh, head of the Federal Reserve, uh, Paul, uh, uh, what was his name, Powell, uh, he said that uh, interest rates will not, will uh, inflation will be going up until well ne next September says towards September, toward the end of next year, uh, interest, uh, um, interest uh, inflation should reside. Uh, what, what kind of numbers do you think we'll have uh, with inflation rising till next September? What kind of inflation for the year would you um, uh, anticipate? Well, I'm, I'm not an economist. I'm a financial advisor, but so it, it would be a guesstimate. But but you nailed it right on the head. Is that Jerome Powell has taken a, a step back and is no longer saying that inflation is transient. He is saying it's it's here. So I don't know what it was going to bring. Um, I, I just had a uh, job done at my house for, uh, uh, on my boiler for $600, and I was talking to my brother at Adenti's, and he said the going rate was $1,000 for this little job. And the, for the inflation's unheard of in terms of the prices. If you go to your liquor store, you, you pay extra for wine because they don't have enough uh, material to make bottles and, and what have you, and we've, they've got bottles sitting on ships. So I really don't know. What, what we have to do is fix this uh, backlog and start getting the economy moving again. But we always appreciate your calls. You tied in so well by calling when you called in. These are issues that I was going to talk about. So thank you. Great, Chris. Great to talk Good day about. and a great holiday season to you, sir. Yes, thank you, guys. Uh, Chris, uh, if I can, first of all, I love watching you talk e economics because I don't understand uh, finances. But I see you go into your zone. And <laughs> when you watch Jordan in the zone, Kobe, or Gretzky in the old days, you go into that zone. And I can actually understand the way you explain things. So I love that. Uh, let me can I ask you two questions. Number one, you said a phrase I've heard so many times. Maybe you can explain to us. I've heard many people say, I'm not an economist. I'm a financial advisor. Can you tell us the difference between the two? Many see it as a blurred line. Yeah, as a financial advisor at UBS, what I do is I work with um, high net worth individuals and I, and I manage their money. I help create financial plans for them and help them get save money for their kids' college or retirement or, or helping sell a business. So I'm really handling individuals and to a lesser extent corporations and endowments, but I manage their money. And an, an economist is, is strictly somebody who focuses on, on the economy. So Again, I'll have a shout out to my to my company, UBS, world's largest wealth manager. We we have economists on on site. We 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 pay millions and millions of billions of dollars to have people who pick stocks for us, people who create portfolios, and people who talk about the economy. So I didn't go to school for economics. I have an economic background, but to call myself an economist would, would be a misstatement. But it's nothing for me to go and get research from UBS with what our economists think. And then a lot of it's just paying attention to, to, to the sources. I think a lot of people can be well-educated. Uh, they tend to be liberal, but on the finance, you pick up the, you know, Mr. Poitras loves the Wall Street Journal. That is the bastion of fear, print, and media as far as I'm concerned. And then to a lesser extent, CNBC. But a lot of times I'll go 
you know, I was up this morning, four o'clock, I go and see NBC and look at some stories, but really just kind of take it all together. So we don't give tax or legal advice to a financial advisor, but you need to know taxation, you need to know legal aspects, and you need to be have an understanding of the economy. They all kind of come together, but um, I rely on the experts, not just UBS, but other folks who are bringing things up. And as I see their history, one of the benefits of being older and being in this business for a while, you get to find out who's not good at what they do and, and who has a track record. Uh, like, I won't, I won't even go name some of the poor ones. but And then you kind of see who's been right. Like even Jerome Powell, one of the most powerful people in the world, brilliant guy, uh, he was wrong about inflation. I think he was hoping against hope. Because if he had said, geez, I think inflation's here to stay, he'd spook the markets. Mm -hmm. So he's extremely cognizant of the, what he's saying, but he certainly he was hoping against hope. If we don't fix this, bo this bottleneck of, of things, I mean, if somebody was needling me the other day, everything comes back to golf. But Titleist is the, the, the brand of golf clubs I use. Um, a very nice professional new set of irons used to be $1,200. And if they last you 10, 15 years, and it's not that expensive. However, they just raised their price almost $1,500 because they can, and the supply and demand is there, and you have trouble getting them. So you start doing that with PVC pipe for your house. You start doing that with circulators for your boiler. You start doing that with golf clubs, and the gentleman who called 6% might be a bargain. It might be 10 to 12%. I would suspect that they're probably downplaying inflation. I almost hit $100 yesterday filling up my SUV, and I was thinking about the Brandon administration. You know, it, it, it's getting very, very expensive, and if I may, one more topic in, in terms of this, one more point, is that there's creating this, all of this money coming in is going to create additional jobs, which are going to create inflation because you're going to have to get people away from their current job to take a job that's being supported by the government. Like, I'm not saying anything about Paul Luber. I think he's more really qualified. But that job was created by money coming in from the federal government. Paul could have been doing something else. Um, this, that's going to be repeated over and over again. That it's going to force up wages, which are going to force up inflation. My economic background revolves around watching Jim Cramer, but it's mostly for sound effects, really. <laughs> um, and my economic concerns is I've, I've always talked to you is my biggest concern for me staying warm. When I filled up my tank at the end of the Trump administration, I paid a dollar forty-five a gallon for oil. I just ordered up oil three oh five. It's um, that's double. It's more than double. And, and so going back to the point of the caller made, you know, 6%, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a lot, 6%. And you're heating up your house, we're heating up our houses, and everything is being brought by truck. So therefore, it has to create an inflationary environment. Um, as a matter of fact, I was, you know, I like to talk to everybody. So I'm pumping gas into my SUV yesterday, and there's a gentleman right across the way uh, who's putting in diesel. Obviously, he's got the green, and we started chatting, and I don't use diesel, and I didn't realize it, but I'm paying $4 a gallon, and he's paying a hell of a lot more than that with diesel. And oh, it so shows in the grocery store. It shows in the grocery store, and, and he's got to charge appropriately for, uh, you know, for Transit, his... Transit, yeah. Exactly. Uh, if I can just slip in one more question. I was dying to ask you this. You were on vacation that week, Chris. And by the way, folks, seven six nine zero six hundred lines are open. Please call us, join in the conversation. You can email as well. And there's an email that just came in. I'll read in a moment. But there was a headline when you were out of town uh, regarding President uh, Biden, and his comment was: I'll paraphrase it, Chris. Um, inflation will be fixed with the increase in government spending. And I said, hmm. And then I was here with Roger, and I says, what the heck does this mean? And he says. Do I look like Chris Boulay? He didn't know what it means. Uh, I hate to put you on the spot, but do you know what that means? And is that an accurate comment, or is that just Biden giving the media what they want to hear? Uh, can the increase in government spending with this, uh, with this infrastructure plan actually curb inflation, but it's still, gonna, it's still spending tax dollars? It's a complete lie. Okay, thank you. It's, it's so. a complete lie. The, the, the only way... That the additional government spending could actually uh, help inflation is if they just limited it to, I, off the top of my head, I think uh, only about 10% of the 
of this of this infrastructure budget is going to infrastructure. So if you, you know, put in ten billion dollars in LaGuardia Airport and you make it easier to do business uh, in out of LaGuardia flying in and out. If you have the roads in Rhode Island that are better, you know, we were 48th in the state, excuse me, in the country in infrastructure. If we make our roads really efficient and you think about it, I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate on that point. If you make the roads efficient and transportation is easier for the truckers and, and people get moved from space to space, then that's going to make sense. It just thought just came into my mind if you think about where infrastructure spending would help inflation would be the 1950s in Eisenhower when they built the interstate highways. So clearly, okay. we never had, we didn't have 146, we had 246, and it was a disaster to get to Providence. It was a sign of the times, but my mom had never been to Providence until she was 18 years old. Wow. So if you invest in the right things. <laughs> when you, you think about it, my generation, it's an 18-minute drive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's great context. You just, that's what I mean by the zone. <laughs> See, he went into his zone. They, they, the, the spending will, will be beneficial and will make the, the, the country more efficient. But when you only target... 10% of, of the entire spending to real infrastructure, because the old saying is, if everything's infrastructure, nothing is infrastructure. If everything is racism, nothing is racism. So that's the problem is it, it's, it's, it's uh, in the content of what they're saying, it's a complete lie, in my opinion. Thank you for that explanation. I forgot to ask you that earlier in the week, but I was hanging in my head. Uh, we do have a caller. Please stay with us for a moment. We're going to step away for a one minute. Meanwhile, I did get an email here, Chris, uh, regarding you. Uh, the emailer says, hey, my wife remembers Chris having that big caterpillar mustache during the public transit bus riding days. Is that going back some days? Yes. When I, <laughs> when I worked for uh, Textron, I used to uh, take the bus in off Park Avenue uh, right into uh, Providence. I did that for a few years. I drove into Providence on the bus. It's actually a comfortable ride, isn't it? Surprisingly. It, it is. And yeah. it's, it's funny. Um, it, it, was just, it was just so convenient. You know, you yeah. save the parking, save the gas. and um, Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Caller, when we return, we'll get you on the air with Chris Boulay and the Upfront program first. Hey, holidays are around. If you like to eat, how about a Grumpy's gift card? Enjoyable dining or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu starting at just $5.99. And a little full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and great Italian dishes including tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Well, come on in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for a pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery available. At the CPA firm of Kayer Kosher, we believe in the value of relationships. We view every client relationship like a partnership and truly believe that our success is a result of your success. We're committed to providing close personal attention to our clients. We take pride in giving you the assurance that the personal assistance you receive comes from years of advanced training and technical experience. Dedicated and trusted for over 30 years. For Kayer Kosher, certified public accountants with offices in Warwick at 732-8900 and one socket at 766-8100. Matthew and Nell invite you to drop off your laundry at M&N Laundromat. We wash, dry, fold when you drop off for only a dollar a pound. Includes detergent, bleach softener, dryer sheets with clear plastic bags. Pickup and delivery is available too. We have all commercial front load machines, 20 pounds, 30, 40, 60 pounds, and 80 pound washers. And enjoy our 65 inch flat screen TV and free Wi-Fi while you're here. Commercial accounts are also welcomed, including nursing homes and restaurants. We have the equipment to do the big jobs with washers up to 100 pounds and dryers up to 45 pounds. Have a question? Call us at 769-9661. The husband and wife team, Matthew and Nell, invite you to stop by our 389 Willow Street location. Matt is a Woonsocket native and proud to say M&N Laundromat is locally owned and operated. listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
now, let's get back to the panel. All right, we are back on up front. Chris Boulay in studio. We got another email here asking what we think will be the outcome of the no abortion after 15 weeks challenge in the Supreme Court. I'll take the first crack at this one. I'm unapologetically pro-life, and uh, I've always been pro-life. I don't understand how it's a woman's body and a woman's choice for an abortion, but they can't touch a man for $20. They'll go to jail for that. So there's, there's a yin and a yang to that. But to, to, to not protect the unborn is, is lunacy, and it's not because the Pope tells me so. It's because I just happen to be a guy who feels killing babies is wrong. Uh, it doesn't appeal to me, but I have cold feet. On the Supreme Court decision, I think if this thing is is uh, held up and they don't allow abortions after 15 weeks, you're going to see uh, protests that make Black Lives Matter uh, look like a Boy Scout uh, reunion. Uh, so I think the the powder keg is the abortion issue in this country. It's an emotional issue on both sides, and I think they'll err on the side of caution here, and and I think they'll they'll shoot that down. I don't think it'll be upheld, but in my world, it would be upheld. The old if I ruled the world, well, it'd be a really different place. Um, but I cannot uh, rationalize abortion. Uh, I can't rationalize it when it's used as birth control because precautions weren't taken and a good time was had. And um, I always think, boy, boy, you could have killed the next one who found the curio, the polio vaccine or something along that line. Every life should have a chance because we have one. Why not them? And that's my soapbox platform of the day. Chris, agree or disagree? Well, I, 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 it's a good topic because I know you're, you're very passionate about it. And I tend to, to be pro-life. Um, when you look at the Supreme Court and the decision that was made in the 70s, you look in the fact that the Supreme Court is still made up of people. So right now we have a conservative group of Supreme Court justices. At that time, it was more liberal. And I know um, uh, Justice uh, Kavanaugh asked a very interesting question that may lead people to believe that it will be m mitigated. And it, when they say Roe versus Wade would be overturned, what would happen is that's not going to make abortion illegal in America. It would push everything back to the states to, to decide. But, um, as you know, I've got a, a very smart attorney in my life, and we were talking about the legal aspects, not the moral aspects of, of Roe versus Wade last night. And the issue becomes, and this is where Kavanaugh picked up on this, is what is the time frame that you eliminate that you can't have an abortion? Is it viability at 30 weeks when the baby can live outside the womb? Is it 15 weeks like they have uh, in one state? They can't put their hands around that. And I think what they're going to say is we're going to take it from the federal government. We're going to push it, push it back to the states to make the decision. And then what you're going to have is you're going to have a red state, blue state issue where the more liberal the states, the more likely they're going to allow abortion. The more red, they're, they're not going to be as um, supportive. But um, it just struggles with it. It's a it's a it's a. It's a question w without an answer. No. I mean, we're the only species that actually has abortions where we kill our own. And it, I know of no other species that does this. And then going back to your point, the vast majority of abortions are from women who already have children. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. I, so I've had that happen in a, I guess you could say, a very distant uh, family connection. And, and whenever I see them at the hospital and I see the a live child, all I can think of is the one that's not here. I don't understand that. I was shocked. The first time I went to Florida, I opened up the paper and showed an abortion ad in a newspaper. And I'll never forget reading that. But for me, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tough issue that I just can't rationalize. Um, and we're going to fall into it. And somebody's probably going to call in and say, well, what if somebody's raped or incest? That's less than 1% of the world's abortions in any given year. So it's, it's a very minute 
amount. Yeah, you and I are not afraid to take up the issue, but it's, it's not like economics or fiscal policy or or most politics. It, it, the question is unanswerable. Yeah, and, and there's it, nothing you're going to say to the other side that says, "Oh, well, there it is." Yes, you know, I, I get. I just say that all the time when. We're trying to get the kids to understand something. There's, sometimes there's just nothing you can say. Yeah. Uh, but life ends when the heartbeat stops. I learned that a few weeks ago, Chris. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so life begins to me when the, the heartbeat hits. But we're going to go to the phone lines. We really appreciate your patience. Uh, welcome to the program. You are now on the air with Chris Boulay. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. I know that loud. Uh, Good morning. Yes. Well, I, I have been... Um, as usual, in my constant state of ADD, I've been listening to you, watching Fox News because they had President Trump on answering questions, and mostly answering questions. But in the end, he was pushing it. He's got a new book out. It's a coffee table book, all pictures. And I'm sure he's trying to raise money. He, he lost money while he was president. But anyway. A billion. Wow. Wow. With a B, huh? Yep. With a B. Yep. Oh, you know, but uh, Joe Biden has probably made that and more uh, in his 50-year era of corruption. That's what I have been referring to on Twitter. I don't know. I'm still. I, my tweets still go out. I don't know why, because I'm obviously very anti-democrat socialist and i don't know they uh, maybe because i only have 91 followers <laughs> 91 million is that what you said no 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 let me ask you something if i follow the people who follow me do their followers uh, automatically become attacked attached to me I have no idea. Uh, I, 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 I dropped Twitter. I, I was on Twitter for the specific reason of following the President of the United States. And when he got banned, I felt an obligation to drop them. I mean, sometimes you say things on Twitter and you can't take them back. You find out so many people are making comments and the, their, their Twitter comments from eight years ago are coming up to contradict themselves. So I'm not a big fan of Twitter at all. I've I, never I, been a social media bug, so I have nothing okay, well, off of you. <laughs> that, that, to me, is is one of the few places where I can put my thoughts out. And I'm kind of careful what I say, although it's not under my name. But uh, I'm sure they could find out who I am. I, I'm not that stupid. But um, you there? Yes, we're listening. Oh, oh okay. You're watching Fox News. You're, you're doing great. Stop it. You're doing Stop great. It. Anyway, the reason I called this morning, primarily December 2nd, three reasons I voted for Trump. Illegal invasion, China, and law and order. Those three issues are still at the top of my list. But today, they, they put um, figures on. There are uh, ambush attacks on law enforcement. Ambush attacks. That means they call, they call the cops for the specific reason of attacking them, up 126%. Mm. Um, um, officers that have been hit by gunfire, 314. Deaths, 58. And there's still a month to go. So this is, and it started with that idiot, uh, What's his name? What's his real name? Wilhelm Van something or other. Bill de Blasio. That's not his name. I mean, the guy is so high, um, he makes uh, John Denver look like a piker. But he allowed people, he said, he's got, his wife is, is a black woman, and they have a son. And he said, I told my son, you're going to have to be afraid of the police. I mean... This kind of mentality is all over the place. And this attack on law and order, just because I support law and order, doesn't mean I think every single cop in the country is a good guy. I mean, I'm not that stupid. But that's what liberals do. They, they paint with a broad brush. Well, think of... Think of go, no, go ahead. Please go ahead. Finish. No, you go. You go. I was going to say, when I, when I think about Bill de, de Blasio, I mean, many people can make a strong 
uh, argument that New York City is the greatest city in the world. Um, there's nine million people there, and that's the best they could come up with. They got nine million people, you know, uh, in, the, in that in that entire city, and, and Bill De Blasio is the best they could do. That's it's, un, it's unbelievable. Well, it's it's the, the the liberally married to a black woman, blah, big tall guy. I think a lot of tall people are bullies, and Comey comes to mind. But at any rate, how about Chris Cuomo? They're not going to keep him off forever. They showed uh, Stelter, or whatever the guy's name is, they showed him saying, oh, he'll probably be back after the holidays, blah, blah, blah. But we're going to change how we look at our reporters. It is so lame. It is, the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. Not the enemy of the state, like Nancy Pelosi likes to say. But at any rate, not afraid of Omicron. I've had my biggest, my worst uh, case of COVID, and um, I don't think anything else is gonna is gonna hit me the way that did. So, I'm taking my vitamins and exercising, and I hope I can live another year. I just want to live to vote in 2022. That's all I ask. Well, we, we, we need we need your vote, even though our vote's not going to matter in uh, in Rhode Island. We're still going to vote. Thank oh, no, 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 no. Don't say that. <laughs> Everybody has to vote anti. Don't even look at the Democrats. Just vote Republican for once. It's just a statement. It doesn't mean you like them. Okay, bye. Thank bye you bye. for the call. Well, we're going to get right to the other phone line. But before we do, what is this Como situation? Why was he terminated? And I don't really, not, I know who he is, but I don't listen. I'm around enough pontificators here all day. So when I go home, I, I don't want pontificators coming at me. He was fired for giving information to his brother or something? No, like no. What, what happened? Chris Cuomo is the brother of former Governor I was going to say Mario Cuomo, but I forgot his name, Cuomo. And um, so he's covering his brother during the good times with the pandemic, you know, in terms of his publicity and all that. And then when everything hit the fan regarding his sexual misconduct, he being the governor, um, his brother was covering him, but his brother was also working with his PR people to create a spin. And um, so he's oh. he hasn't been fired. He's been suspended, suspended indefinitely. Okay. But CNN's got a problem because as bad as Cuomo is, he was an M1 drawer. They've got some bad people in terms of talent. They've got Joy Reid and they've got uh, Maddow. Is Matt? No, she is, she's MSNBC. They've got, they've got Lamont. They've got some really uninteresting people and their, their ratings are tanking. So now you've got your most popular guy in trouble. So they're tr I think they're trying to make this go away. But funny, we talk about the Cuomo situation. It was actually Fox News and particularly Tucker Carlson who defended Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, saying I don't like the guy. I don't like his the way he presents himself on and on and on. But it's, it's ironic that he gets suspended for doing the one honorable thing, which is putting his family before his job. Yeah, yeah. So that's well, I think when you're in media, you do not want to see media people removed from the airwaves because of an ideal. Yes. And it's, it's a slippery slope, a deadly, dangerous slippery slope when that door is open. But we'll see who gets back on the air first, Cuomo or Matt, Matt Lauer. I don't know who it will be. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to the phone lines. Chris, you're on the air with Christopher J. Boo. I thank you for your patience and time this morning. Good morning, guys. So I got a question actually for you, Joe. Okay. And I don't mean any disrespect, but if you could answer quickly because I want to get into the meat of our conversation. Love it. Okay. So you're pro-life, okay. Yep. Are you opposed to the death penalty, yes or no? Yes. You are opposed to it? Yes. Oh, damn. You see, I always thought you were going to say no. You, you think it's my first dance on these <laughs> pitiful questions in my abortion argument. I'm dancing. I am against, uh, you cannot be against abortion and support the pro, uh, the death penalty. It's a contradictory of ideals. So yeah, oh, you clever to try to catch me there, but it's not my first dance in rodeo. See, now that's I, the know, other one. It's usually the, the, the incestual rape cases, which is about 0.6% globally. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then the other argument is, but do you support the death penalty? To me, I know it's taxpayer expense, so taxpayers say it costs us a fortune. But the better punishment is to let him rot in jail for the rest of his natural born life. 
I don't want to okay, kill Jeffrey so, Maylock. I want him sitting in jail being miserable for the rest of his days. <laughs> well, you know, I was getting ready for this. I was going to be uh, I was getting ready for you to say, yes, you support it. So you just you just blew up. No, I'm not a blind Republican who believes in the Republican platform because somebody tells me to. I make up my own ideals. I'm also uh, and I'm also in favor of uh, better gun laws. How about that for a Republican? Uh, okay. To me, hippers out the window. If you got mental health issues, no, maybe you shouldn't have a firearm. I'm willing to talk about those sort of ideals. Most Republicans are not. No, I give you credit, Jeff. You look and you weigh and measure each issue, and you and you try to make the best. I, I try to do the same. I'm an independent, but I try to do the same. Thing. Oh, I appreciate so I, your very, calls. Yeah. yeah. No. So. I, that, so that's all I had. I, 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 I thought you were going to say something else, so that's fine. But no. let me ask you this, guys, because I haven't been able to tell. Maybe you can help me out. Is the cat lady opposed to socialism or she support it? Oh, opposed. <laughs> <laughs> she, has, I, I she has an organization, Grandmothers Against Socialism. I never would have guessed that she's against uh, opposed to it. No, I don't know. She's, I think she... Uh, I think she can, yeah. But and thank you. Now, now that I know grandmother's against <laughs> socialism, I'll have to. I'll have to let my mother know. She'll love. Yeah, she goes right to club, my friend. <laughs> All right, bye. Have Appreciate a great day. Thanks for your time. Uh, great caller that gentleman yeah. is. Yeah, it's very thoughtful. Uh, we're going to get to the phone lines again, Chris. Uh, busy phones today. You're on the air with Chris Boulay. Good morning. Good morning. If anybody wants their antibodies about with the flu tested, CVS they accept if you have medical coverage. Or uh, I think there's a $38 charge to have it done. I know people that had, they thought they had the cold. And then they were tested at work and they had it, so they stayed home, etc. And um, they had it tested. They had super mature, strong antibodies where... Someone shared with her that we have people in that's gotten both vaccines and the booster, and they don't have any. Interesting. And this is medical. Mm. So maybe instead of the booster, we should do testing to see do they even have antibodies, or are they getting shots for nothing? But that's a that's a very very good point, and that's the issue that people get frustrated with when you want to, and they talk about the science, when in fact there is herd immunity and there are people who don't need the vaccine. There are people who can get deathly ill or die from the vaccine, and it's one size fits all. But you, you nailed it right on the head. If people are, are already immune to it, why make them take the, the vaccine? And, um, there's, there's, and again, I've been very vocal in and congratulating the president, his administration, President Trump, with Project Warp Speed. And I've been very lavish with my praise for uh, American ingenuity for getting the vaccine. But now there's a point where you step back and say you should work with your doctor individually and see if this is something that you should have. But you, you you make a very, very good point. And one other thing, let me pass by you at this time. How can this state mandate people to get shots or you lose your job. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm shocked this hasn't moved up through the court system more quickly, but you probably noticed that um, the Biden administration has taken a whack in the Louisiana um, sectional court, in the the district court, in that you can't do that. So they, they are beating back, and you know this is the time we still have to worry about our civil liberties. But you're again, you're correct. It, to, and, me, to me, it's taking so long to go up to the court system. And where have you seen anything on the news in Rhode Island saying they tell you get the shot? Those who have unco- uh, strong and uncommon side effects. Here's a number to call. Call the number. They take. You call any number associated with this virus. You tell them your symptoms, how long you've had them, and they say thank you. Well, what do I do? Eight months. What do you do? Well, again, we, we've had this conversation before. I think the thing you do is you make an appointment with your, your primary care physician and, and work with them. That that would be my answer to, to, to get your primary care. Well, done ca- that doesn't go anywhere, but guess what? You live as long as you live, but to start over, I would never have gotten the shot. All right. Well, thank you. You thank- have a good day. Thanks Bye-bye. for the call. Bye-bye. 
And uh, we have about 15 minutes left here on the Upfront program. If you want to join, the lines are now clear. The wait is short. 769-0600-1-800-949-9674. If you are not in the state of Rhode Island, that number will not work if you are in state. The Upfront email, upfront at WNRI.com. Chris, we're going to take a short commercial break. When we come back, let's get into some, uh, some of your topics of the day and see what you have on your mind. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring flip-flop wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy. Check out the Stella Rosa collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes including peach, blackberry, blueberry watermelon, and green apple to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. We're open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits. You can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Hi, my name is Kim Garno, and I'm a Reiki master practitioner and owner of Kiem Healing. Reiki comes from two words, Rei, meaning God's wisdom, and Ki, meaning life force energy. By unblocking poor circulation flow, your body's energy can flow as it should. Reiki provides healing energy in a natural, holistic way through light massage. Reiki relieves anxiety and stress, fosters a better night's sleep, relaxes sore muscles, balances the body's energy and adapts to your individual needs. Reiki is recognized by major hospitals throughout the United States for promoting healing. Call for an appointment at 401-769-0438. We are located at 86 Bellingham Street in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Blessings to you and good health. Call Kim at Kim Healing for your consultation or appointment at 769-0438. Speaking with Celeste Benjamin of the Benjamin Insurance Agency. Celeste, you provide a wide range of services there. Most of our business is providing home and auto insurance. However, we feel the most important thing to insure is people. Everyone insures their home and autos, which are objects. Only 57% of Americans have life insurance. You may get into a car accident. You may have a claim on your home. But life insurance is a guaranteed payout for your family. We are here to help keep your family going. Our family serving your family. And Cara Benjamin? My mother Celeste will help you plan for retirement and assist you with protecting your family by providing life insurance. The Allstate Benjamin Agency, 125 Eddie Darling Highway, North Smithfield. 765-5000 for the protection you need, the service you want. Across from CVS at Dowling Village. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, we have a few minutes. Let's see what's on Chris Boulay's mind this morning. Uh, what are you thinking about today, Chris? Well, I quickly wanted to recognize that and acknowledge a caller called in, I think, late Tuesday. And he talked about a Newsweek 328.93 article called White Male Paranoia. And it's talking about. Really, the movie, I know you're a movie buff, Michael Douglas Falling Down. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that's actually a good movie. It's a very, very good movie. And, and uh, I hope the caller appreciates this. I read the entire article. Briefcase. And, and it was, it, yeah, it was, so, it was so hard to read. But basically, the story was that um, white males are feeling intimidated and, and have no reason to be intimidated. And the caller's premise was, you know, 1993, they could see where this was coming, where... Um, Again, you've got a situation like State Street Global Advisors where managers need permission from senior management to hire a, a, a white male for a position, whether they're qualified or not, and it's going to affect their bonus. So this was a premonition from years ago, and I just wanted to acknowledge that I did read it, and it is online. So you just go to, uh, you put in white male uh, 
paranoia, and it, the article will come out. And I know you and Roger, when you're here together, you split up Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Correct. So you would have talked about it. You probably did. Um, I, I was on a conference call, but um, um, Charlie Baker is announced wow. that he's not going to run for a third so term. I was so surprised yesterday. I heard it first on the Petro. And I had to look at it. And I, I'm questioning if he's right or not, right? So I had to actually go to the computer and look it up. I mean, here is a guy who's led the approval ratings across the country through several years of his recent term and prior term. Uh, I thought if anybody was going to be the first for three consecutive terms, it was Governor Baker. I thought he was in a comfortable position to do so. Um, and I was shocked that he chose not to. Now... People are pointing to Dukakis. Those weren't consecutive terms. Uh, not only Governor Baker opting out, but the lieutenant governor, who would almost seemingly have an easy walk-in at that point in time, uh, is opted out, too. So two major names out of the governor's race for the Republicans. Um, Johnny's talking about Jeff Deal, former senator. But he lost his own Senate race. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time just saying, okay, the guy who just lost his re-election bid for his own Senate seat is going to beat Maura Healy in the governor's race. Because likely Maura Healy is going, yay! Oh, yes. You know, she's getting ready to uh, probably announce as soon as she can. Um, and, uh, boy, uh, I was shocked. I was shocked. That's the only thing I can say. I'm still shocked. You know, I, 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 I read the Boston Globe article on it, and I read an outsider's with the New York Times. And the New York Times is kind of contradictory. They, one of the things that people recognize is that Massachusetts is about as blue as it's going to be. Biden, you know, won by a third. So he did very, very well. Baker being a Republican, but a, really a, a Republican in name only, a rhino. You know, he's, ten, he's more like a Democrat. But I know... It seems, I shouldn't say I know, it seems that he was very shook up that Trump uh, endorsed a, another Republican against him. And with the idea of the Republicans in, and there aren't that many, in Massachusetts being upset with him for not supporting Trump. And then you've got this blue wave coming of, of uh, with Democrats. I think it's sort of time to get out. Because Devell Patrick, he's a young, was a, a younger guy when he left office. He left for monetary reasons. The f- famous quote is when uh, he just announced that he wasn't going to run for governor again. And the media asked him, they said, what do you miss most about private life? He goes, payday. Payday. <laughs> you know, for me, so for, me, yeah. for a guy who's making 108 grand who could make half a million dollars, it was a big issue. You don't have that issue with uh, Mr. Baker because he's a former executive in uh, health care. Um, they guesstimate his worth his net worth about twenty million dollars. So this is purely a political thing. But as we talked about in the green room before we were on the show, um, Healy might be the most conservative candidate that we're hearing. One of them is a Harvard professor who who studied um, um, critical, critical race, race theory. theory, and then another person is completely liberal. So. You can see where Massachusetts is probably going to be for the worse without Baker as governor. I don't think that uh, Trump would have impacted him um, in the state of Massachusetts because there are many Democrats who who still abide by the old checks and balances. They want a Republican governor to check and balance the Democrat legislature. They don't want a Republican legislature, <laughs> but they want a Democrat legislature. But they like having that figurehead uh, of a Republican in front. So they certainly wouldn't have been bothered by his anti-Trump views. And uh, there are a lot of fiscal elitists who consider themselves Republicans, but really aren't platform Republicans in Massachusetts that may or may not have, have faulted on that as well. I, I play golf with them every weekend up at TPC Boston. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, we, uh, I think we could squeak in one more call. Yeah, let's hit the like call. To yeah, that. the topics can wait. Um, and uh, boy, we got a couple of emails that just flew in as well. We'll try to get those on, but we don't want to keep the caller waiting. You're on with Chris Boulay. Hello? 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 Yeah. Hello? Yes, yeah. you're on the air. Okay, goodbye. Well, the email says, good morning, Jeff and Chris. I am a retired nurse and open-minded regarding abortions. But there is only three words to describe late-term abortions, and that's killing a baby. In my opinion, abortion should be illegal once the baby is viable. Today, uh, let me make sure I read this carefully. Today, to hell with being responsible. What about birth control, adoptions, or 
stop being promiscuous. Final comments, fake Catholics like Comrade Joe Pelosi and the rest of the hypocrites will answer for their evil policies one day. Amen. Thank you for sending that in. And uh, the other email here, I was expecting this one. Jeff, people who have a history of mental issues are already prohibited by federal and state laws from purchasing firearms. So their mental health records are viable in that cross-country search and are exposed. I'd like to see that. Because I believe it is not the case. There may be individual states maybe that are screening it out. But is it is somebody who applying for a gun in Washington state going to have their Rhode Island mental health records shown on that national database? I don't know. But I, we do know it extends in other states further that they have the red flag laws where they can just basically, without being convicted, they can take away your, your gun. Sure. Or if you're accused in Rhode Island of domestic abuse, you must relinquish your firearms, of course, you, you could get him back if you were found not guilty, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, but I'll talk to you a little bit later on that, Bob. A uh, good friend of mine and always enlightening. If anybody knows gun laws, it's this guy. So I'm not questioning his knowledge because <laughs> he is up to speed on all that. And uh, you want to take a guess, Chris? Is he pro or anti? I'm sure he's pro. There you go, baby. Good guy, though. Great guy. Thank you very much for sending that email in. Uh, that's what I like about discussions. I have friends like Bob that we differ on. And we're still friends. We've been friends for 20 years. And we can have discussions and not uh, not want to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the beauty of good communication. So, uh, Chris, in our uh, final minute, do you have a final thought for the day? Well, Roger's not here, so we've got to touch on sports and economics, and it kind of ties in to our first phone call regarding inflation. Major League Baseball has a lockout where the owners have locked out the players. The players are pushing for their second and third tier free agents to make more money. They want teams to stop tanking or, or losing on purpose and it'll come to uh you know it'll come to a settlement but i remember talking about inflation reggie jackson one of my favorite players 1977 he signed a five-year two and a half million dollar contract and that was yeah. all the money in the world yeah. now they're signing players as you pointed out a no-name player in texas 350 million dollars 350 million dollars right uh haven't won a thing they've lost five years in a row <laughs> 300 Fifty million dollars. How about that? If the pigs at the top of the trough stop taking so much, there'll be more money to spread out for the second tier and third tier players. The thing I can't understand about athletes today, uh, Chris Boulay, is how they can possibly expect owners to give up fifty-one percent of their profits. It's it's illogical. Well, what happens is I said to the Bouchards, fifty-one percent of the proceeds here at (laughs) WRI. Need to be going to your employees, it'd be a silent microphone tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? It's just illogical. Mm. Uh, thank you so much for your time. My Chris. pleasure. Have a terrific Have a great weekend. Day. Yeah.